The other evening in an old castle the conversation turned upon apparitions each one of the party telling a story as the accounts grew more horrible the young ladies drew closer together have you here have you ever had an adventure with a ghost said they to me do you not know a story to make us shiver come tell us something i am quite willing to do so i replied i will tell you of an incident that happened to myself Toward the close of the autumn of 1850 I visited one of my friends sub perfect of a little city in the center of France Albert was an old companion of my youth and I had been present at his wedding His charming wife was full of goodness and grace My friend wished to show me his happy home and to introduce me to his two pretty little daughters I was fitted and taken great care of Three days after my arrival, I knew the entire city, curiosities, old castles, rain, etc. Every day, about four o'clock, Albert would order the fair turn and we would take a long ride, returning home in the evening. One evening, my friend said to me, Tomorrow, we will go further than usual. I want to take you to the Black Rocks. They are curious old druidical stones on a wild and desolate plain. they will interest you my wife was not seen them yet so we will take her the following day we drove out as the usual hour albert's wife sat by his side i occupied the back seat alone the weather was gray and somber that afternoon and the journey was not very pleasant when we arrived at the back rocks the sun was setting We got out of the wagon and Albert took care of the horses. We walked some little distance through the fields before reaching the chain remains of the old religion. Albert's wife wished to climb to the summit of the altar and I assisted her. I can still see her graceful figure as she stood draped in a red shawl, her veil floating around her. How beautiful it is. But does it not make you feel a little melancholy said she extending her hand towards the dark horizon which was lighted a little by the last rays of the sun the afternoon wind blew violently and sighed through the stunted trees that grew around the stone cromlechs not a dwelling nor a human being was in sight we hastened to get down and silently retraced our steps to the carriage we must hurry said albert The sky is threatening and we shall have scarcely time to reach home before night. We carefully wrapped the robes around his wife. She tied the veil around her face and the horses started into a rapid trot. It was growing dark. The scenery around was bare and desolate. Clumps of fir trees here and there and first bushes formed the only vegetation. We began to feel the cold for the wind blew with fury. early sun we heard was the steady trot of the horses and the sharp clear tinkle of their bells suddenly i felt the heavy grasp of a hand upon my shoulder i turned my head quickly a horrible apparition presented itself before my eyes in the empty place at my side sat a hideous woman i tried to cry out the phantom placed her fingers upon her lips to impose silence upon me i could not utter a sound The woman was clothed in white linen her head was covered 
Her face was overspread with a corpse-like pallor, and in place of eyes were ghastly black cavities. I sat motionless, overcome by terror. The ghost suddenly stood up and leaned over the young wife. She encircled her with her arms and lowered her hideous head as if to kiss her forehead. What a wind! cried Madame Albert, turning precipitately towards me. My veil is torn. As she turned, I felt the same inflared pressure on my shoulder, and the place occupied by the phantom was empty. I looked out to the right and left. The road was deserted. Not an object in sight. What a dreadful gale, said Madame Albert. Did you feel it? I cannot explain the terror that seized me. My veil was torn by the wind as if by an invisible hand. I am trembling still. Never mind, said Albert, smiling. Wrap yourself up, my dear. We will soon be warming ourselves by a good fire at home. I am starving. A cold perspiration covered my forehead. A shiver ran through me. My tongue clove to the roof of my mouth, and I could not articulate a sound. A sharp pain in my shoulder was the only sensible evidence that I was not the victim of hallucination. Putting my hand upon my acting shoulder, I felt a rent in the cloak that was wrapped around me. I looked at it, five perfectly distinct holes, visible traces of the grip of the horrible phantom. I thought for a moment that I should die or that my reason should leave me. It was, I think, the most dreadful moment of my life. Finally, I became more calm. This nameless agony had lasted for more minutes. I do not think if it is possible for a human being to suffer more than I did this time. As soon as I had recovered my senses, I thought at first I would tell my friends that all that had passed, but hesitated and finally did not, fearing that my story would frighten Madame Albert and feeling sure my friend would not believe me. The lights of the little city revived me and gradually the oppression of terror that overheld me became lighter. So soon as we reached home, Madame Albert untied her wheel. It was literally in shreds. I hoped to find my clothes whole and prove to myself that it was all imagination. But no, the cloth was torn in five places, just where all the fingers had sheathed my shoulder. There was no mark. However, upon my flesh only a dull pain. I returned to Paris the next day, where I endeavored to forget the strange adventure, or at last, when I thought of it, I would force myself to think it an hallucination. The day after my return, I received a letter from my friend Albert. It was edged with black. I opened it with a vaguer fear. His wife had died in the day of my return.